Pasfor Gioni, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Let's start with the latest comments from Prime Minister Scott Morrison uh, dismissing any prospect of increasing the New Start allowance. Morrison told the press, and I quote, it's about getting people into jobs. The latest jobs figures show 20,000 additional full-time jobs. That's good news. That's great news. More jobs. How good are jobs? What do you make of uh, the Prime Minister's comments? Well, I think what um, Scott Morrison um, forgets um, to mention is that uh, nationwide there is one job for every eight people who are looking for jobs. So, I mean, while it's um, true that, um, you know, I'm getting people um, into paid work, uh, particularly unpaid work that's appropriate and suitable for them, I think it's a good thing. Nationally, we have a huge shortfall. Uh, We're looking at about 900,000 people who are looking um, for work, who are unemployed. And add on top of that, um, another 1 million people who are underemployed. These are people who have jobs already, but because they don't have enough hours, are looking for additional work. Um, And those 1.8, 1.9 million people are competing for about 200,000 job vacancies. Those are the figures. They're very stark. Um, and I think that, um, that every time we talk about unemployment and every time we talk about uh, New Start, um, we need to remember that people on New Start, you know, people doing their hardest um, to survive on um, 40 bucks a day are competing against a very large number of people for a very... Um, small pool of job vacancy. So I think it would have been wonderful if the Prime Minister had mentioned that fact as well. But I think it's a very important fact. There's an implicit assumption there, isn't there, of the old conservative canard that the unemployed are to be blamed for not uh, having jobs and really they need to pull themselves up by the bootstraps and that somehow there are jobs available on the labour market. But as you say, there are far more unemployed people than there are job vacancies. So there's kind of an implicit punitive attitude from the Prime Minister towards the unemployed. That's right. That's right. And add to that, like I think is a very like important point, which is um, still not as uh, well understood and publicised as it as it deserves to be, which is that if you look at the profile of, you know, who's on on New Start allowance in 2019, I'm like increasingly, it's people who are older, it's people with, um, with health issues, with chronic and long-term and serious um, health issues, and it's sole parents, it's people with, you know, um, children with, you know, caring and parental responsibilities, these three groups make up more and more the um, make up more and more of the population of people who are on New Start, particularly the population of people who are on New Start long term. And and we know that for each of these groups, you know, there are significant barriers um, um, to um, um, securing paid work, even where jobs are available. You know, there's age discrimination uh, and the fact that if you've got health issues obviously you're limited in terms of you know what kinds of jobs um, you're able to do what kinds of hours um, you're able to work um, your availability I mean um, your health uh, might be good at particular times of the year but not so good at other times of the year I mean obviously for single parents you know, the challenges 
finding work that is flexible that allows them you know to be able to spend time with their children and um, drop them off at school and you know um, pick them up and uh, and like have time with their children during um, school holidays and you know that sort of flexibility obviously like is very difficult like in an environment where where unemployed people and your know, workers in general you know have very little bargaining power so even where jobs are available there are a significant number of people on new start who've got serious barriers and impediments so i think for those people in particular you know, you, you, you know there's really like urgent need to say you know we have to stop blaming the victim we have to recognize that unemployment is uh, is very much a structural thing and that people who are unemployed are unlike whether it's a a short amount of time or a long amount of time you know need to be able to have the um, the income that that will like allow them to you know keep a roof over their head. It may surprise and shock some of our listeners to learn that the New Start allowance or the dollars it's popularly known hasn't been increased in real terms since 1994 when Paul Keating was Prime Minister. The Australian Council of Social Services has called for a $75 a week increase to the payment. Why is such an increase so important and what difference would it make to the lives of people surviving on the dole? Well, it is um, so important because we hear every single day from people on New Start that it is a tremendous struggle um, to survive. I mean, it doesn't matter where you live, whether you're in a, a capital city like Sydney, um, um, where I am, or a regional or rural area. The fact is, if your income is $40 a day or $282 a week, which is the rate of New Start for a single person, you know, there is virtually nowhere in Australia where you can live um, without struggling to pay all the basics. Um, you know, you've got to cover your rent, your bills, um, your food, all the expenses involved in, you know, looking for work and studying. You'll be able to you know, maintain an internet connection and a phone connection and, and a car and, you know, pay for educational and training costs. And, and we're hearing every day from people on start. They're skipping meals. They can't afford their medication. They can't afford to see a dentist. They feel isolated, cut off from their family and their friends and their community. Um, the phrase um, living under house arrest often comes up. People basically feel like, you know, you know that, that they've got um, no resources um, left um, to be able to, you know, go out and get a cup of coffee and see the people like around them. Um, you know, um, the last few days, um, um, before the next uh, payment um, comes in, uh, because you know, if people are paid fortnightly when they're on a, a new start, they're basically on rations. These are stories that we hear every single day, and we know that more and more of the of the community gets it. That has actually been a huge shift in sentiment uh, right across the board, from from business groups to charities to trade unions to regional groups to um, to local governments, and even over the last um, few days, you know, people on the conservative side of politics, like Barnaby Joyce, like you've all come out and said that, you know, it is not possible to survive on forty dollars a day. You know, this low rate of payment is trapping people, is doing serious harm to people's um, like health and well-being, and it's 
stopping people um, from being able to get back on their feet as well. The Morrison government recently passed its massive $158 billion income tax legislation. Many people on average incomes have, understandably to a certain extent, focused on the dangling carrot of a $1,080 tax cut. Unaware these tax cuts are in fact very regressive. In five years' time under the legislation, those earning more than $180,000 a year will get an $8,500 tax cut, whereas those earning less than $30,000 will only see an extra $255 in their pocket. And of course, there's nothing, literally nothing, for the unemployed. What does all of this say about the government's economic and social priorities? Well, is it, like you say, is those uh, priorities, I think, are uh, deeply... Uh, um, I'm skewed. Um, I mean, there's well, there's no doubt that I mean, you know, in the current context uh, where we have a, a growing number of people, um, one in seven adults and and one in six children who are living in poverty. That's over three million people in a in an environment where we have a you know growing number of people with like insecure work, you know, who are struggling to get by financially, let alone, of course, the people on income support um, payments, um, you know, people like students and unemployed people who, as we all know, are living well below the poverty line, that um, for the government um, to push ahead with these tax cuts, which, you know, in the long run, largely benefit people who are already very, very well off. I mean, I, you know, this is deeply wrong. And, and it will have serious repercussions for the government's ability to um, to fund essential services. And we know there are like already major funding shortfalls in areas like the NDIS, mental health, dental care, um, let alone, of course, the situation we're in now, where, as you said, you know, we have a we have a situation where our unemployment benefit has not been raised in real terms now for 25 years. It is tax cuts fail every test um they're wrong um and from an ethical point of view uh, they're also wrong from an economic point of view because because we know that's what we need when um, when the economy starts to get sluggish is to give extra income um to people at the bottom not people at the top and the reasons are pretty basic um you know low-income people don't save their money by necessity they go out and spend it um, but they need to spend it, you know. If you give some extra money to a, you know, to a low-income worker, to someone on New Start or youth allowance or a pensioner, that money will be spent, likely spent locally. You know, if you give extra money, say a tax cut um, to someone on two hundred thousand dollars a year, that money is likely to go into the bank or on shares, but it's not going to be spent um, productively like in the economy. And in fact, uh, what we've done is that we've actually modelled the economic benefits raising New Start and Youth Allowance by $75 a week. And what we've found is that a raise to allowances would grow the economy by $4 billion a year, would create an extra 12,000 jobs, and would increase government revenue by $1 billion a year. A raise to allowances would partly pay for itself. So not only like is it the right thing to do, um, but from an economic point of view, it's a very sensible and reasonable measure. Now, that's not the reason to raise New Start. The reason to raise New Start is that it's the right thing to do. But um, like it also makes a lot of sense under current conditions where, you know, I think the prospects 
of a recession is is um, you know genuine and something we should all be thinking about. After remaining virtually silent on it throughout the election campaign and under pressure from backbenchers like the member for Fremantle, Josh Wilson, Shadow Treasurer Jim Chalmers and Federal Labor Leader Anthony Albanese have done a sudden about-face, calling for the government to at least look at raising New Start, although they've pointedly refused to commit to the $75 a week figure or indeed any other amount. Can Labor be trusted here, and is it in any case advisable to wait until the 2022 federal election for Labor to back an increase, or should people be campaigning now for a decent standard of living for the unemployed? People, people need to be campaigning now because, unlike unemployed people, cannot wait I'm for relief. People right now who are on the verge of being unlike homeless, who are falling into debt, who are falling behind in their bills, who are skipping meals, uh, um, cannot wait like a whole like election cycle um, for relief. Um, as you pointed out, it's been 25 years since New Start was last raised in rural terms. The last proper increase happened in 1994 when petrol was 69 cents. I'm a leader. Um, people can't afford to wait. Um, we want the Labour Party to you know, take a very clear strong position on this issue and help us build a campaign and help us build pressure on the Morrison government um, to act. Um, I, I want to see a raise into New Start as a matter of urgency. It, it ought to be in the next um, Morrison federal budget. And certainly, like, I want to make clear that that 75 a week figure, which, um, which ACOS and other organisations have called for, that really is uh, the bare minimum. That is, you know, in, like in terms of raising allowances, that, that is the minimum, unlike um, other organisations, including your many grassroots organisations, um, like have called for a larger increase. Um, but I think that any like increase um, to allowances must be at least $75 a week. That's not something that we'll budge on. We've done the research. We know that... Uh, um, that any increase that's less than that is simply not going to do enough to ease the financial hardship of people living on these payments. Finally, Paz Forgione, the Australian Council of Social Services has launched the Raise the Rate campaign. What can people do to learn more about the campaign and perhaps even take part in it? Yeah, well, this is a campaign that's um, I've been running for a few years, in fact, but um, over the past week we've had our uh, week of action uh, which has been a huge success. Uh, and we've had events and activities all over the country, um, community lunches and forums in Cairns and Brisbane, rallies in Adelaide, stalls in Melbourne, Townsville. Um, a number of local governments have passed motions and signed up for the campaign. And, of course, like across the country, the huge number of people on, on like allowances who've shared, who've shared their stories, you know, with their MP or with their senator or out in the media, which, as we all know, um, takes a hell of a lot of guts, uh, but we still have a long way to go. Um, if you want to get involved, you can sign up to the campaign by visiting our website, raisetherate.org.au. Um, and there's an option there to, to share um, to share your story if you've been on the start or Youth Allowance. And these, there's some sharing of stories is a very powerful thing because it's a way of removing the shame 
and the and the embarrassment that unemployed people um, feel, which they shouldn't feel, because unemployment is a structural thing. Being unemployed is not your fault. And every time people share their stories, like it's easier for other people to share their stories as well. And like it helps to sort of get these conversations happening right across the country. People can also sign up to meet under MP or senator. And there's lots of different ways of getting involved. Um, so visit our website, raise the rate, um, .org, .au, and would love to have you join the campaign.